Thank you for downloading our podcast, Therapist Talking Therapy. My name is Martin Weaver. And I'm Nicholas Rose. Yeah, yeah. So we're recording anyway. So the question is, I think you said that uh, it might be interesting just to have a bit of a pause to reflect on the 11 uh, podcasts that we've done. Mm. And I don't know what I was looking at them thinking. Initially, my thought was they were a bit kind of technical, that we'd done the technicalities of therapy, endings and boundaries. Um, but then, you know, we've done politics, responding to the coronavirus, the Black Lives Matter. Uh, we've done one on social media and then loneliness and bullying. So we're kind of getting into the more perhaps the psychological aspects of of therapy, the experience, rather than the mechanics or the practice of psychotherapy. Mm. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Um, the, the reason why I'm umming, <laughs> which I do, is that uh, I suppose I've been, I've been thinking, when, when I was thinking about a review, what what keeps coming up for me is is that um, it's a, it's a year since almost it, well it's just coming up to a, a year since all of the pandemic started and that um, the pandemic somehow was a catalyst for for an awful lot of focus on mental health and and mm-hmm. I guess also a, a focus for um, us deciding to do these podcasts as well. Um, Maybe, <laughs> maybe there yeah. was something around kind of th- new activities if, or... I don't know, I'd like to think that if coronavirus hadn't been around, we'd be in the same room and these podcasts perhaps would have a different flavour. Mm. If we'd chosen to do them in the same room. Yeah. The, the connection between us, I don't know, would might have been different in some fashion and maybe come September, if not before, we might find out what that will be. Yes. Yeah, it'd be interesting to to be in the same room and uh, record something, see what the yeah. difference is. Yeah. So in terms of review, that's what I was thinking about. And um, uh, thinking about uh, as we meet today, which is, where are we, 22nd of January, yeah. um, where that locates us in terms of the third lockdown um, with vaccines and um and uh, the highest daily death rates, yeah, um, and uh, hopefully reducing infections. Just, um, just where everyone is <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, thinking about how, when in the first lockdown, people did do a lot of new activities or or return to old activities like cooking, <laughs> cooking yep. and uh, arts and crafts and things. And, and yet, this third lockdown. Um, it, 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 there seems to be less kind of excitement around being able to do new things, I think. Yeah, I think people have got, um, in some cases, it was sort of exciting back mm. in March last year because it was different. We didn't quite was, know quite what was going to happen. Um, I jumped on my bicycle and cycled into central London during that first lockdown in my allotted space to do an you know, mm. exercise. Um, and it was a Friday afternoon at half past three in Piccadilly, leading on to Piccadilly Circus, mm. and it was empty. 
Mm. Um, and I took some photographs and posted them. The Albert Hall closed up. Yeah. Uh, Kensington High Street empty. So people took it really seriously. Yeah. And I think now more people are dying. There's more fear around. And there's more fed upness around. And I was thinking also um, loss. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, irrespective of whether uh, you, you may have lost somebody um, through bereavement, that uh, even when things return to some normality, it's going to be so different that um, it, people going back into the workplace, there are going to be people that are no longer there because they, they've they've left even because they would have left anyway. But th- there's going to be, it's going to, be, it's go- potential for things to be so different, I was thinking. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pull this back again to the AIDS crisis. Mm. Because the hidden part of that is the whole cohort of gay men who died, mm. who aren't around today. And I do wonder if they had been around, how the world would be different. Freddie Mercury, Kenny Everett, to name, you know, celebrities, if you like, and Rock Hudson, there are other ones. And yet, day-to-day friends who are around, exactly what you're saying, you know, there's the light world will be different. Mm. People have died. People won't want to go back to the office as frequently as they did a year ago or be in the office as frequently. Yeah. Some people may even decide to have changed their... Their, their careers because of the coronavirus and its effects. Yeah. So, yeah. But the longer this goes on, the more change would be happening organically anyway. So yeah. it's a bit like if you take a year out from work and then you go back into the office and what's changed, what's the same. But it, it, it's a really substantial um, difference. And And so, yeah, thinking about loss and and how we all process that um is it possible that one of the major differences between coronavirus and the aids epidemic is actually there's lots to gain as well from covid 19. i think aids was about loss however if you haven't been affected by covid 19 directly nobody knows died then there's lots of benefits potentially to doing things differently and I wonder, I mean, it sounds a bit odd to say, perhaps, but one of the uh, the benefits of the AIDS crisis, perhaps, is the, the more visibility LBGTQI now have that um, with the Terence Higgins Trust and other organisations up and down the country, gay men were shown to be seen to be taking a, a, a moral stand, They're, uh, a community activity, to be seen in a much more positive light. And therefore, would we have would we have gay marriage today if it hadn't been for that push? What might the change, the positive changes be apart from you know, Donald Trump being booted out in the future that brought about directly by COVID nineteen and people deciding, I think, as you're suggesting, to to do things differently, mm. letting go of those old things. So you talk about loss, which is true, and yet there's also new possibilities. Mm. But we need to deal with the loss first. Uh, yes, I, 
uh, I suppose I'm I'm thinking <laughs> that uh, I watched the inauguration and and saw the change of the guard, if you like, in in the U.S. and um, uh, in the days since, there's been a I mean, it depends on the media you read and stuff, I suppose, what you're exposed to, but a sense of um, a move in the right direction is kind of, or is that because it's the victors? Is it the, the victors' story that we're hearing? Yes, but, our um, story. <laughs> sorry? Our story. Yeah, it's, it's a move in the right direction because it's a move in something that we agree with. Yes, exactly. That uh, So it's complicated and 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 I suppose that also makes me think about how well we're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> you know, we're th today talking about uh, the borders being closed, and uh, huh? and I'm finding that that quite um, a, a sort of shaking kind of um, prospect in a way to think that we are potentially uh, locked <laughs> onto our island. <laughs> um, locked in or the virus locked out or whatever, whichever way you look at it, but the, the thought of um, not being able to, to leave the country uh, is... When you uh, say the borders are being closed, I hadn't heard, hadn't heard that once. Yeah, well, it's being talked about is how they're, they're put, saying about it, um, that they're, they're talking about the international borders being closed. Um, Which means, that, as you say, Nobody could leave the country unless it's what for a good reason or for business or for. Yes, yeah, yeah. And what does that? Where does that put you in, or what does that remind you of? Um, well, it, it uh, as as we meet today, my my sense of um, things being very difficult. Hopefully, we're moving in the right direction with the vaccine, and um, mm. uh, but also there is an undercurrent as well around uh, our country's infrastructure um, and how it's coping. You know, mm. in the first in the first months, concerns about empty supermarket shelves, mm. um, and uh, now we have been seeing empty supermarket shelves, not because of panic buying, but because of lack of supplies in Northern Ireland. But um, it's, uh, yeah. So it feels like a very, a very uh, important and potentially difficult time, complex. I'm looking here just at the news of Sky News and BBC News, and there's nothing here that suggests the closing of borders. So mm. Not that I'm suggesting you're wrong, but I'm not quite sure where you've picked that up from. Here we are. Where do we trust? Possibly, the information yeah. We're getting? Yeah, um, I I subscribe to uh, Independent uh -huh. newspaper, although the ownership of the Independent <laughs> um, uh, is uh, yes is interesting as well. Because um, the, he the headline here at the BBC says the epidemic appears to be shrinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the R rate. The yeah. R rate has dropped. Yeah. yeah. Do we look and see what Twitter is supposed to be telling us? Again, uh, this is about how do we frame it and who do you choose to 
It depends who you're following on Twitter, yes. Absolutely. Mm. Festival of Brexit can play a powerful role in healing the UK, organisers say. That'll be interesting. Mm. And given what you were saying earlier on uh, about the loss and the victor, you know, who's telling the story, maybe there's something about, you know, whose stories are we going to be listening to? Um, The review... Uh, uh, the Brexit review. Mm. Who's that going to be addressed? How's that people going to respond to that? Um, with the coronavirus restrictions going on, probably until September, it's my guess. And yet, it depends on the numbers. Yeah. And as we look back, as you said, you know, people were doing new things at the beginning of the of the pandemic. Now they seem to be less inclined to do that, and it's kind of fatigue, I suppose. Fatigue, and uh, I was thinking, as we were talking about all these different things, um, about uncertainty again. (laughs) Um, Where we started from, back in June. Yeah, yeah. And how how that fits often with the experience of therapy that um, we revisit. Uh, And it's always different the the next time you talk about it, because there's a a different... Uh, a different narrative or a different but you often return to the same point and um, so yes I've moved from lost to uncertainty in my thinking as we as we speak now Um, and uh, yeah how we cope with uncertainty it's interesting you talk about moving from lost to uncertainty Mm. and I suppose in my mind it's it's like a kind of a jigsaw so loss is there and uncertainty is there, but also so are opportunities there. Mm. And maybe it's that what I term focus of attention. What is it that we're thinking about at any particular moment in time and how useful is that? And what's, what's the purpose of that? How does mm. that reflect our our own narrative? And maybe as a in a previous uh, podcast, we talked about relationships and who we are in particular relationships. We might be talking about loss with somebody, an opportunity with somebody else. Mm. And they aren't, or they, I believe, they sh- shouldn't necessarily be incongruent with each other. I'm smiling because, um, yes, we're, we're therapists talking therapy. And yet, um, when you said about jigsaw, I was, I, I was thinking about um, how I've ordered a jigsaw <laughs> the last couple of weeks. And um, apparently it's being made in Germany. So I had an email this morning saying that um, it was going to be delayed. Um, I ordered some before Christmas and they were here um, yeah. in about four or five days. And, and this is currently three weeks, the delivery time. And it said about problems with um, the EU uh, border. So, um, and, and then I was just thinking, when well, we're talking about relationships and uh, how you talk about different things in different relationships that um, suddenly I'm talking to you about jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> because you said jigsaw. Um, Although, interesting phraseology there, problems with the EU border, not problems with the UK border. Mm. And where one puts the emphasis on mm. the responsibility for change, and is it our responsibility mm. to recognise COVID-19, even though I've had a negative test. Um, I know I'm two, I'm two steps removed from anybody I know who's actually either positive or who's been ill. So what responsibility does that have on me that I should take wearing masks and not going out and meeting people? Uh, Because 
I'm looking after them as much as I'm looking after me. Mm. There's that uncertainty about, well, it should be over by now. Or I don't know anybody, therefore I'm safe. Mm. And then we slip into these conspiracy theories. They want us to feel unsafe. And how are normal, uh, normal under usual under previous times, no normal. But I was walking my dog earlier, and uh, and uh, I spotted two men who were talking, but they were very very close to each other, not even a meter apart. And I, I thought that's that's how people used to stand and talk before social distancing, before the pandemic. And, um, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what, wonder where they are in their thinking about about the pandemic. Then, how how, how much is it part of their everyday? If it, if in the middle of the street they can stand uh, so close together speaking, um, one presumes that they're a bubble or family members or well, they'd approached each other um, from different directions. Uh. And then greeted each other like, uh, "Oh, hello! Nice to see you." Um, so it was, it was as though they, yes, they were. From I think what would have been useful if someone could have created a spray, which would colour. The only thing I did did see was um, it was very cold the other day, and people's breath, because people mm. don't people don't smoke a lot these days, mm. so you can't see the air moving. I'd wondered whether people's breath might give people an idea, oh, actually, we're breathing in each other's air all the time. Mm. In the street, you know, going to a tube station, and mm. how many times has the air been breathed that you're breathing, you know? Yes. And that might give people a more realistic understanding of transmission. Yeah. And that would yes. maybe reduce some of the uncertainty. Oh, it's actually real. Oh, that's what actually happens. Mm. But at the moment, we're being told it. Um, there have been lots of fake news in the last four years. So there's distrust or uncertainty about who to believe. And that comes into, into the therapy room and can spread into other relationships. Mm. Yes, into the therapy room, into the therapy Zoom. Yes, into the therapy space. Yeah. So, as yeah. you look back over these um, podcasts that we've done, I don't know if anything or what does strike you about the last year because we we started these all six months or in June, so four or five months into the into the lockdown. But um, I just wonder what your perception is as you survey the podcast podcast i can't say the words podcast landscape well the, the first thing that strikes me is um how many we've done it, <laughs> i think gosh well, yes that's 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 a considerable amount of time that we've spent uh, and it's quite a catalogue um mm. so that's a that surprises me that makes me think about how this year has passed in a very slow but very quick way <laughs> <laughs> time yes time that's a funny thing um, it's not constant not constant yeah uh, and it makes me think of um, uh, 
yeah so i was uh, suddenly feel a bit moved thinking about how we've been able to have these conversations uh and and now looking back how important they they feel as well to have been able to spend that time together and have these uh from my perspective from me not from you my ramblings <laughs> for me to ramble to you or well I don't know that's, that's kind of uh, sometimes how I feel is that I ramble um, ah, we should talk about this one Nicholas so tell me where does this <laughs> rambling come from where does this rambling come from I do, I do like to head off in whatever direction comes to my mind and excite me. So that's sometimes why I think about rambling. I guess the real question is, is rambling a problem? Yes. Yeah, well, back to Freud's stream of consciousness. I do like a stream of consciousness. And yet, of course, it is also quite exposing. Uh, and, and that's why, I guess, from mm. the, the uh, very start, um, you know, someone would lie on a couch with the analyst behind, so as the stream of consciousness wouldn't be, in a way, interfered with by too much of the presence of the therapist. Um, but of course, the way we work nowadays is to be sat there face, not directly on. Mind you, at the moment, I'm facing the camera, I'm seeing you sort of face on, whereas normally I would see a sort of a 10 to 2 type configuration. Oh, with right. people. I see. Normally, yeah, just slightly. I said, I said directly yeah, opposite. I don't know if that's for them or for me, but um, <laughs> that's 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 how I usually uh, work. But um, yeah, so that was a little ramble. You see, I started off saying about how kind of moved I feel thinking about how we spent this time together, um, and uh, and then I'm talking about rambling. So something about the how valuable it is to have a space to express, I think. And yes, it is. But I, there's a bit of me saying, you know, even streams, a stream of consciousness isn't a straight line. And I guess in our own worlds or people come to us because that stream of consciousness is being directed in ways that are not desired or they're um, uncomfortable or painful. Mm. And part of my role, I guess, is to <laughs> place a few strategic boulders into the stream mm. in agreement with the client in order to move the direction of the stream in a way that seems more positive and more healthful. Mm. Well, I like that so, analogy of yeah. the stream. Mm. I think of a river stream you know, mm. and a stream, it, um, it, it, it hits various uh, obstacles or just rock, or rocks in the in the way, or different um, rock strata, and, and and moves around it or over it or under it sometimes. Mm. And clients come to us because they're perhaps damned in the sense of not being able to move for the, forward. The stream has become blocked, and I see my role very much as saying, "Oh, let's look at this bit, and if we shift this bit, is the stream then allowed to continue along?" And that might be a, a reframe, a different perspective. A particular intervention. Sometimes you might be saying to the client, stop, as they're going perhaps round and round in a like whirlpool and disappearing into a hole. Perhaps they've been knocked off by a particular object and their stream has now gone off at right angles or a different direction. And I've got to point that out and then pull it back to the direction they stated or they said they wanted to go in. 
And I was thinking of um, path, because a stream has a path, doesn't it? So I was thinking about the, the how we can change our path um, and to what degree we have choice and our responsibility around what we choose. And yes, if we choose one thing, we don't choose another thing, but do we always choose the same thing? And so mm-hmm. what happens through um, a, uh, a, a, a therapy, um, hopefully, is that, uh, um, yeah, that, that those choices are brought into the open. You know, you, you say that you do this, have you thought about doing that? Um, or what if you did this? Would you like to do that? And, no, and no. yeah. Sorry to interrupt your flow. I have described it in the past like um, a forest is a bit too thick, a bit too dense, so more like woodland. And in any wood, woodland, you'll see um, trails that have been made by animals and by people. Mm. And that's a metaphor, if you like, for our habits, the pathways that we always follow in a journey through a wood. And sometimes I said to my clients, well, how would it be if we just took a stroll into the undergrowth, a different pathway, a slightly different direction? Maybe the route you're taking is a, is a loop. And if we cut across here, we needn't go round that long loop. We can shortcut, short circuit the cuts, arrive at a different place, much quicker and more healthily and use that energy that we would have used going around the loop to create a different pathway or to do something different or to enjoy the pathway that we're already on and yet there's a belief that well i've done it this way i've always traveled this way so i'm always going to travel this way i remember when i used to work in surbiton in the national health service um, and there was a direct road from the health authority to the a3 and because it was a direct road, it got blocked a lot of the time simply because of the volume of traffic. And my, my um, being who I am, I found little routes around and different ways to get onto the A3. Mm. And people would tell me, oh, I was waiting here for 40 minutes last night. And I said, well, I got onto the A3 in 15 minutes because I went down, I went off the main road and through all the back streets mm. and found a new route. And they looked at me as if I was mad. I was just laughing because uh, I was picturing me in that situation and uh, and the past and um, how how I like to try and enjoy my forty minutes sat in the traffic. Breathing <laughs> <laughs> so, in all those fumes, yeah, lovely. Uh, well, well, hopefully, yes, not not the fumes, but no. I was I, again. I was thinking about the the difference in us. Um, Yes, how, how I, I, I uh, often think about being okay with what, what is there, um, mm. as, uh, but that comes, comes from, from me. So just in terms of, how, yeah, how we're all different. And, and, and if I, sometimes I think, oh, yeah, well, if, I, if I was meeting with you in therapy, you said, well, what, why do you sit there for 40 minutes? So, well, oh, well, my question would be not so much why do you sit there, but... Is it a problem that you sit there for 40 minutes? Mm. And I've caught myself sometimes with clients with going down a particular pathway, a particular issue, and suddenly I say, hang on a minute, is this actually a problem? Do you want to change it? And I would probably say, well, most of the time not, because I'm, but sometimes maybe it is. And yes, on those occasions, I might 
sit there and it might be painful as opposed to do what you might do, which is to nip down some side streets. So again, about being stuck in patterns and, yeah. and, um, and ultimately that, that sense of that what, maybe what we can help people with is um, not, not only uh, not only kind of highlighting their other possibilities, but um, being able to work through the fact that uh, they, they are worth taking as well. That quite often mm. we, we stick with something because uh, any change can have such a ramification, such, knock, such knock-ons really. And we really need to be confident that we're moving to something better before we move, I sense. Um, or I'm talking for myself. <laughs> well, I was thinking just then as you were talking, it's it's about risk. Maybe we need to do a podcast on risk. We've taken a risk here because what our podcast listeners might not know is that actually this is also being broadcast, as it were, or played on YouTube. So we're being seen. Yeah. And so I'm noticing, am I focusing myself more on the camera and being less kind of relaxed and chilled or visibly chilled so maybe in, uh, if we continue doing this maybe i'll get a bit more kind of you know putting back a bit and being less concerned about staring at the camera or you or something else here and be a bit more kind of you know more relaxed but it, if we don't do it we won't know will we mm. yeah i'm looking because... forward to the technology changing um uh that because I, I i've I've kind of thought, wouldn't it be lovely if I could walk around a bit and the camera would follow me? Or <laughs> if, if it was possible with um, my, my patients to see them from a couple of different angles even. You know, there's more than one camera so that you can see the body language and the, and the facial expressions and, and probably vice versa. So I'm sure that the technology is going to enable us to set things up a bit differently. I think the only way for to do that would be to have the virtual reality glasses on them. Mm. So uh, one of my uh, uh, colleagues I was meeting with just the other day said that he'd been in um, a freezer with a big wool- with a big jacket on, with the virtual rea- rea- reality glasses on, uh-huh. and the freezer took them down to like minus eight or nine because the person on the other end of the virtual reality headset was in Russia. Oh, okay. In the in the frozen wastelands there, and the idea was of course to get the whole. The whole yeah. experience yeah so, i guess yeah. you might say it's if you can't be in the room together be interesting to see what it would be like to be virtually in that sense mm. enmeshed immersed yeah immersive experience yeah if you can't be in the same room can't be in the same room but yeah but I'm just thinking about how I really feel the cold. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, I don't like the sound of that. Oh, but but I was also thinking about how that would be a conversation itself. The fact that yeah. um, the, the cold is experienced differently and maybe the impact on the body and therefore, um, yeah, how that impacts on the relationship as well. Absolutely. So all yeah. those things are about that. So do you think we should be doing anything different given our, our quick canter through the last uh, year or so is there anything you think apart from maybe these youtube videos or the video of the podcast going out do you think there's anything we should be doing differently in our podcasts um i wonder if if 
we they should be shorter and more focused um but i i have ambivalence about that because um uh there is something that's very special about having time yeah uh and to be allowed in a way to to well to be fair as i look at them as i was looking at them um so 54 minutes an hour 113 40 minutes on loneliness interesting um 42 minutes on boundaries one hour for 15 on uh, black lives matter 38 43 28 53 so i'm not sure i'm quite happy with the length and the variation in the length mm. um interestingly enough our most played podcast is the episode on um, psychotherapy and counselling and what is it um, and that was one hour 13 so oh. I wonder I wonder who the audience was I wonder if it was uh, fellow therapists or people interested in therapy or yes that'd be interesting to, yeah. to know um, a mixture I imagine yeah. So I've, I'm, I'm thinking that this more long, there's so much short form going out mm. in Twitter and all those sorts of things and Instagram and TikTok uh, that a more long form process, I think, is more informative and mm. it's choice. I know that in my spare time, <laughs> um, yeah, spare time. I, can, I can feel yeah that there's something about my energy which means i i can often prefer to listen to something which is shorter um but that's only if if i'm uh if it's connected to if there's a purpose to it so mm. a podcast on therapy i'd probably want something to be shorter but a podcast on i don't know some some historical thing i might be quite happy for it to sort of wash over me for an hour or two um yeah, so I, 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 yeah, that's why I suppose I wonder who's who's listening and what they would like. Have you been, have you been influenced by the UKCP and your podcasts for them? Have they given you directions on what works as a podcast? They said that um, they thought thirty minutes was a was a, a good length um, from feedback that they'd received. I think, um, but uh, again, it depends on. I, I'm not sure who they're audiences and it, it's funny because i am I'm, I'm now thinking about um the length of therapy sessions you know that we, we often work for 50 minutes or i work for an hour with couples um and uh yeah why who sets that is that um who's that for uh and yeah it does that yeah that, that's such a big subject in itself isn't it oh yes because the question uh, falling on from that is what happens if the work is done in 10, 10 15 minutes? Mm. As has happened, I've had a number of sessions. If I were to put a figure on it, it's probably about 20 or 20% where the session lasts less than the hour or 50 minutes because either it's been quite tough in that half hour, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, mm. or actually the client's got what they want. There's a story about, um, do you remember MASH, SMASH? instant mashed potato yes yes mash gets smash <laughs> well they went to that guy and said we want some tune for this thing called smash you know we're talking about for 
the mash gets smashed and he sat at his piano and goes and said oh so you want for mash get smashed he went yeah that's it and he said quickest five thousand pounds i've ever made because mm. that, that that was it you know in 10 minutes or whatever he provided what the client wanted mm. and there's a big and then of course they're, they're not paying for those 10 minutes what they're paying for is his 20 years or whatever well, exactly. of, yeah and yeah. so that he could do something so quickly in in those those moments and yes. the same for us there's an argument do we pay by results or do we pay by time do our clients come to us for change or do they come to us for the 50-minute session or the hour session mm. there's a podcast for us yes i was uh i was struck um by uh i can't remember where i read it or but i, I was told that um union therapists will uh, some of them, I don't know if it's all of them, but um, uh, if, if there is uh, something which they think is the central theme to the person's uh, presenting concern, that they will stop the session at that moment. They will say, uh, that's it for today. So if someone says something like, oh, well, I always just have to grin and bear it. They'll say, right, that's it for today. There's something about finishing on the thing that they think is a concern, is the concern make sure that um, uh, it's kind of left in the... But so I, I remember asking that, I, I, I did find myself at times saying, oh, I, I wonder what would happen if we were to really stop here on this, um, because this is something which I've heard you say on a number of occasions, that you grin and bear things. Um, so I didn't stop the session, but I, I, I guess I, I, I used it as an opportunity to to linger uh, on that. But yeah, I I, hmm. yeah I guess, when you say uh, stop the session, I thought you meant end the session. Yes, well, I, I guess, um, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure, you, you, you probably know better than me whether some unions do work that way, whether they contract with their patients in, in advance, you know, that the session will be up to this amount of time, but it could even be a minute <laughs> if I, if I, whether that's an agreement which is um, in place. I don't know if there's any Sorry. union therapists listening in. Maybe they can. Uh, they can. So is this the is this the ten minute therapy session or the full half hour? <laughs> if you remember that Monty Python sketch. Oh no, no, I don't remember that. No. The argument is this a ten minute argument or the full half hour? Ah, With right. a kind of um, um, what do you call it? A, a, a hotel reception bell, you know. Ding, that's it. Right. Oh. I've only paid for, for an hour or 10 minutes, you know. I should be Googling that now afterwards, see if there's a... Oh, go, yes. <laughs> on YouTube, if, if there's, <laughs> there's a clip there, is there? So there we are, a review, a look back and uh, forwards on YouTube from now on as well, so people can see us as well as hear us. Yes. And... and and it, it, yeah, I don't know if we've said it before, but I would like people to send any any thoughts mm. they have for. Yeah. For, uh, Always yeah. happy to get feedback. Yeah, things people would like us to speak about. Um, yeah, feedback is good. Absolutely. Ah. Good. We're done. We're done. Seems, this, this, has the session come to an end? <laughs> Our review is it will turn out to be our shortest, um, <laughs> and I, I I think that's because 
whilst we said we would do a review and it seemed right because it was coming up to the end of the year, um, the, the position that we find ourselves in now, it doesn't feel um, as though there's a sort of a completion, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that's, I mean, I think when um, when you're finishing in therapy and you've sort of agreed a sort of time when you're going to review or, or finish, that sometimes, yeah, what's going on outside or what's going on um, means that it, it doesn't feel like the right time to, to draw conclusions particularly. <laughs> um, so maybe that's... We are, we are, as they say, in the thick of it. At the in the thick of it, yeah. Um, and maybe... I don't know if you had, but certainly there's a thought in my mind that actually there's going to we're going to get more busy as time goes on, especially when a line is drawn, and no doubt there'll be some kind of national thanksgiving at some stage for the end of the coronavirus pandemic. And I wonder how soon after that people will start reassessing. And that's maybe when more more change comes in. And when you say more busy, um, you mean therapy, uh, yeah. counseling and therapy. Yeah. Yes, because at the moment the work is um, the work is in some ways, uh, from, from my perspective, it's um, it's it's different. What's coming at us? Um, mm -hmm. uh, that, that there's that there's some uh, really quite difficult experiences. People are, are struggling to. Mm. To deal with and, and counseling and psychotherapy aren't always um i mean there's a supportive space but um it, it's not always the time to process things no, in, in too soon the moment especially those people who are working you know in yeah. the nhs and the, mm. the care homes and all and one one people or one group of people we don't really hear a lot about if anything are the funeral directors mm. people in the funeral services Mm. Uh, with was it nearly a hundred thousand extra deaths in the last year yeah. on top of their normal business that's got to have some kind of effect yeah something for the future i would guess yes i think the future good, good. thank you thank you martin <laughs> <laughs> right what i might do is, is is um see if i can annotate this a bit i'll animate it a bit Thank you for downloading our podcast, Therapist Talking Therapy. We look forward to your company again in the next podcast.